welcome to the USF Oracle Sports Podcast. Where we talk sports with some of USF's best athletes, coaches, and all-around great human beings. My name is Nolan Brown. And I'm Hannah Halili. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Well, you would have heard from us uh, having a game reaction pod, but there wasn't a game to react to this weekend, at least not a USF game. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a strange feeling, of course, that USF FAU game got postponed. We don't know when it's going to be, um, maybe toward the end of the season. Who knows? But we didn't have any uh, USF football to watch this weekend, so it was a very... Uh, no, it was it was interesting because I was like, what do I do this this whole time? The whole Saturday, I was like, what do I do? So I woke up real late and I just watched Premier League soccer all day and <laughs> I just hung out and I, I looked at my homework and I was like, nah, I'm not doing you right now. That's fine. So it was a it was a weird weekend. Hannah, how was your weekend? What did you do? You know, surprisingly, Maybe there was a little blessing, but I totally forgot I had an exam on Saturday. And um, it just completely went over my head because I was focused on the game, obviously. And without the game, I remembered there was an exam. So I ended up studying because it was stats and I don't like math. So um, I was able to do that. But I've honestly just been watching more football. My um, boyfriend's brother, it's his senior year in high school. So we went to their first game which was super cool. They won. It was like 43 to (laughs) seven. So completely blew out that team. That was cool to watch. And um, I was able to see my old cheermates and them perform with masks on. That was super weird. Everything about masks and football games, especially high school football now, because they didn't have a band either. So, um, you know, it was just weird, but I've been trying to just, and I came home, so I've just been hanging out with my family. I have a daisy in my bed right now. If you hear any squeaking in the background, it's my dog. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, we love Daisy. Daisy's welcome <laughs> on the pod anytime. I need to bring her back to Tampa. I want to, like, bring her back and just, like, take her on campus and just, like, go on walks and stuff because she's been stuck in this house. That would be great, yeah. But – Going back real quick to, to football, seeing more football. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a, a USF game or anything, but we did have some other games, some wild football games. Um, one that sticks out to me, Miami FSU, 52 to 10, Miami. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I watched that, and I saw the memes from it, and I was like, this is bad, man. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything. Look, we can't talk yet because – well, actually, no. USF is, is one and one. So – that's totally fine, but FSU, man, they've uh, they've gone downhill a little bit, and I'm sure this will this will tick off maybe some FSU listeners. But sorry, man, you all just <laughs> got to face reality there. Um, and then looking at Mississippi State, 44 to 34 LSU, man, Mike Leach, he is a he's a character. After the game, I don't know if you saw Hannah, but he posted a meme. It was really weird, and and I'll see if I can find it. It was something yeah. about pumpkin spice. It was like, this is what a pumpkin looks like. And I'm like, it, it, no context or anything. I'm like, all right, you just, you know, you just knocked off last year's national champs and you're just going to post a, a meme. That's a pumpkin totally... spice meme. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I want to get inside the head of, of Mike Leach and I want to understand what he thinks, but he's just... I a... have not seen that meme, but I would love to see that meme. <laughs> oh my God. It's, I, I remember seeing it and I was like, who posted that? 
because you know I had mutual people who followed Mike Leach, and I was like, "Is that why? Did, what is happening?" <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a strange event. But yeah, college football, like we said, uh, one of the last pods that we had, it's weird right now. Um, K State beating number eighteen Oklahoma by a field goal um, or for three points, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's just a weird time right now. Um, but definitely one thing that's really lacking is having college bands. Uh, we don't have college bands in the stadium. Um, so we have, uh, we have a guest today, actually, later on in this pod. He's the director of the hot band, Herd of Thunder, USF band. Um, and he kind of talks about just having, having to go through that, having the challenges of, of uh, putting together shows not in front of a live stadium and having them via video and whatnot and just trying to adapt to that so yeah later on we have a doctor i'm gonna butcher his name and he told us how to say it dr susnowchik susnowchik he was such a cool guest i'm so happy we were able to get him on like Nolan said, I have loved the band. Bands is one of my favorite part of football. Just the atmosphere of football is one of my favorite things. And it's just not the same without them there. So we're excited to see them come back. He's excited to see them come back. So let's just hop right on into it. So today we have a very special guest, you know, with everything going on. This is going to be a very interesting podcast for you guys we are joined by dr mark so snow so snow chick got it i'm trying really hard he's the associate director of bands the director of athletic bands and the director of the herd of thunder marching band who we are missing so very much right now during football season so you know how have you been the semester has been a time that's a little bit different than normal you know what have you been up to um, yeah, it's been, it's been odd. It's been odd for everybody. And, um, what it, we are really, really fortunate that right now, um, the COVID task force at USF has allowed us to rehearse, um, as close to normal as we can with a lot of mitigation strategies to help keep our students safe. So, um, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're rehearsing on Mondays and Wednesdays and most Fridays, like we normally do in the fall. Um, but things look a lot different. Um, so, you know, we're here, we're on campus, and you know that when you hear the herd of thunder in the air that it's fall, <laughs> you know, that it's time to be back on campus. So, uh, but I'm happy to talk to you about any of the things that we're doing and um, how we're keeping students safe and how we're editing what we do to entertain fans and support our teams. Obviously, uh, you guys aren't physically on the field uh, with USF and everything. And that was announced back in June that you guys wouldn't be able to go on the field. And just what of those past couple of months look like for the herd of yeah. thunder i mean just kind of going through that process of not being there yeah you know and this this summer like it was for everybody was a roller coaster of emotions and um uh, and i am always thinking about the marching band a lot during the summer but this summer especially because we went through i don't know how many models of what the season was going to look like over the course of the summer and as soon as we would have a plan ready to go we'd get more information about well here's what you can and can't do now new plan then we get more information we, we we kept evolving and changing but that's kind of the theme of 2020 i feel like um so to answer your question what's it been like it's been a roller coaster to try to figure it out um and the students i will say have been awesome and 
handling that and we have a great leadership team we have about 42 students that are on our leadership team and they've guided the band through this time um i told them this back in march when they were chosen to be on the leadership team like you were chosen for this particular year for a reason and we didn't know it back in february and march but we know now why um so yeah we heard back in june that we that no aac bands were going to be allowed on the field and we knew we kind of knew at that point we saw the writing on the wall that that was going to happen probably across the country and that came later for some conferences like the sec found out a lot later than we did that they weren't going to be able to be on the field we knew that was probably going to happen so then we launched into how can we still make this season special um so we're doing it now and you know um if you I, i'm happy to talk you through any of those plans and kind of what it looks like for us yeah, we'll get into a little bit of that later. I just want to, you know, it's such a crazy thing just to not have bands right now with football. And for me, it's one of my favorite things during football season. They get the crowd hyped up. I used to do cheerleading. So whenever the band would play, I was very excited because I would get to dance to all the songs. And I just really want to know what was going through your head or the, um, the band's head. You know, what was your initial reaction when the AAC announced that you guys wouldn't be allowed to be at games this season? I know you touched a little bit on it, but could you go a little bit more in depth? Yeah, you know, and I think that a lot of our reaction um, was a mixture of, like a lot of other things that have happened this year, of grieving we thought might might have been this season. Um, so a little bit of grieving over um, plans that we had, but which turned immediately into, okay, well, how can we still make this really good? So I met with, we have this group called our executive board. So our drum majors, a field conductor and band captains is about six students. So they're all, they're all students um, of the Herd of Thunder. I met with them maybe the day after the AAC announced it. And their reactions were all, or everything you can imagine, you know, looking at one of my students in the face who's crying with me on Zoom because we can't march on the field, you know, that's grieving a loss. And this, this particular student is a senior in the band. So, you know, I imagine that a lot of our seniors felt that they felt that hit immediately. Um, and the way we found out was pretty abrupt. Uh, or the way a lot of students found out was kind of abrupt. A lot of students found out on social media before we were even able to announce it to them. So, um, but once we found out, I met with the exec board, the executive board, we went through that grieving process. We started to plan for 2020. And then a lot of bands around the country have had little town hall meetings. So we had a town hall pretty soon after that too. And I got to tell you that Michael Kelly and the folks over in USF athletics are awesome. They're awesome. So Michael Kelly came on to this Zoom town hall meeting and basically to send a message of encouragement and support to our students. And I don't know any other school in the country where that happens, you know? So he's really supportive. Um, so yeah, we grieved and then we started planning. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty quick turnaround, I'd say. Well, and you had a plan. I mean, you have a plan that's going in motion. Uh, we're seeing you guys on that big screen at halftime and everything. And um, how did you kind of come up with that idea? I mean, it seems like, yeah, that's the logical step. Let's just record it. But getting it all together, making it all happen, how does that process kind of happen? That That's a loaded question. We're still figuring that out. Um, so it, again, when all this happened, we have awesome staff and um, I talked pretty soon with our drumline instructor and our color guard instructor about, hey, so what are some things we can do? And this was one of the, the video production thing. Um, they talked about um, immediate, almost immediately. And, you know, it's 
what's so cool about being here is that there are a lot of really smart, talented people around us. We have a big staff and everybody contributes to making this thing work. Um, so they were really, they were huge guiding lights in this process. Um, and athletics also brought up, Hey, would you be interested in recording some halftime shows? Um, just to give you a little bit of insight into how we're even able to have a band right now. Um, so most, almost all classes over a hundred students are supposed to be meeting completely online. Um, and this kind of gets me around to the video production. Are you okay if I go into this just a little bit? Yeah. So um, we we had to, we were following two um, pretty substantive studies, one from the University of Colorado, one from Colorado State University. And there's another one at the University of Maryland that talks about basically how aerosols are emitted from instruments and how we can mitigate those. So every student has a bell cover over their instrument. Every student has a mask when they're playing. When we rehearse music, we're always socially distanced. So we had to send a plan up to USF that had all of these things in place. Here's what our season could look like. Here are all the things that we're gonna do to get the approval to even be able to rehearse as a band. And we're really fortunate that they said, yes, utilize all these things and you can, you can rehearse. Um, one thing that they wanted us, uh, that we all agreed on to do to um, mitigate the spread of COVID was to not march. So we're not crossing a lot of pathways and we're not um, mixing those aerosols. Um, so we had to come up with creative ways to do that. Um, so that kind of, that kind of gets us to how we even had a band and how we came up with our plan for the video productions. Um, and our first video production was, it was, it was all right. We have a lot of plans to make it a lot better. This the one that's coming up is going to be really, really fantastic. We actually record for it this Wednesday night. Um, so since we can't march drill, we'll, we play the music and we're going to add some body movements and things like that. But since we can't march drill with instruments, what we're doing is putting our instruments down. Everyone has a mask on and we're forming some shapes on the field and we have a drone to take pictures of those. So, you know, what's the creative way around marching and playing? Well, we march without the instruments. Be sure everyone is distanced and wearing a mask. And then we can superimpose that on top of the music that we play. So that's one way that we're kind of going to um, make it a little bit like, <laughs> you know, normal marching band. There's no normal marching band this year, but that's one thing that, um, that we're doing. But anyway, they all said it's a t it was a team effort to figure all of this out and how we're going to do it. Um, and athletics has been awesome. They're letting us use their, the football practice fields and they're coming out and filming it and putting the productions together, actually stringing everything together. So I just, I can't stress enough that this has been a, a team effort from the whole band staff and from the athletic staff. It's been really, really cool to see. And we're still figuring it out and how to make it, how to make it really good. I'm glad you touched on that because I was a little confused about, you know, when you're playing instruments, you kind of need to have your mouth to be able to blow into the instrument to make <laughs> sounds. And then you're having a mask on. And I didn't even think about like, particles in the air coming out of the instrument when you make the noise. So I, that's really interesting to me. And I'm glad you were able to touch on that. And another question that I have is, you know, how did auditions look like this year? I know a lot of different teams had to do like, I know the Sundolls had to do a virtual audition. Yeah. And, you know, also since there's practices now and you guys are being able to rehearse, are all students who um, are in the Heart of Thunder, are they all living on campus or are there some that are not on campus? Yeah, so to your um, first question about how did auditions look, we're in the third year of all of our uh, woodwind and brass players. So saxophones, trumpets, tubas, those kinds of instruments, they all audition online already. So they've gone through a video audition. So um, we send out materials, 
they create a video of them playing those materials and submit it to us and then we give them the results. So that was actually a pretty easy transition for us. Though the students and staff who had the most work to do in that way and did an amazing job with it were our color guard and our drum line and color guard. So the um, when the spinning flags, so that's our color guard and the future twirlers as well, which was kind of a different process. But it's really tough to do color guard auditions online because there are um, it's it's uh, it's helpful to have them in person so you can help them with their technique and have them try different things and to try to do all that online and to see everything you need to see is tough. But our, our color guard had to make a transition to do that online. They did a great job with it. And our drumline did the same thing. So um, it was cool to see our drumline use teams, Microsoft teams and our student leadership, you know, bass drums, for instance, our student leadership, um, our bass drum section leader would be in a breakout room teaching the bass people who were interested in auditioning for the bass drum line. Same thing with our snare drums. They were in a breakout room doing that. Um, and eventually we got enough data from those virtual auditions, those virtual sessions, we call them mini camps, um, to decide who was going to be on the drum line. So, um, everything was virtual. It was all virtual. We knew we had to make that transition, um, and our staff did a great job of making that transition. We, we talked about it after spring break, once it was really clear that we weren't going to be back on a campus anytime soon. So, um, yeah, and you know, there, and there are some things that we're probably going to retain in coming years with the virtual auditions that were actually pretty helpful. Um, so everything was virtual, that, so that's how the audition process worked. And then regarding students living on campus, um, we have a mix of students, so not everyone in the band lives on campus. There are a number of students who live in dorms, um, and a number of students who live off campus. Some, some live as far as an hour away from campus. And, and some students, this is the really, this is what tells me that what we do is really important. Um, in our leadership, I had a leadership meeting last week, and I asked the students, I said, for how many of you is this your only face-to-face -face class? and at least half of our leadership, hot band is our only face-to-face -face class. And that tells me how important this is to them. So, um, but anyway, yeah, it's a good mix of students on and off campus. From having those, <clears throat> sorry, from having those uh, virtual sort of events, I mean, the pregame event, the, the halftime event and everything like that, even the virtual auditions and practices and whatnot, how have that, has that been sort of a, um, has it been, different like it does it feel different in the moment when you're doing it or are you just kind of locked in and it's like you know what I'm just it feels normal in the moment how does that sort of how does that feel basically at the time yeah I think the normal for 2020 is to not feel normal ever <laughs> you know um but to answer, to answer your question our first video production was a really good lesson in how to do this well um so we didn't have a band camp. Our band camp was, everybody agreed that we should call off band camp for health reasons. And we did that. And that's normally where we train and we learn all of our pregame music and we learn two shows. Um, and we didn't have that. So we were trying to do all of our learning in the first two weeks of school and then do a recording. Um, and it turned, and the students did a fantastic job. Um, but in that moment, I don't think it felt normal because we were missing some things like, when we rehearse, when we go to the stadium, for instance, we're at Raymond James Stadium. Before we go in to play pregame, we do this thing called our warm up, and that's a thing where each section has their little, their uh, 
traditions that they do. Maybe it's a tune that they play. Maybe um, it's the tuba players playing Hey Baby. Maybe it's a chant that they have. It's things to get hyped up. Um, and then we do a full band warm-up. We play this tune called Tribute, which is really loud and in your face and really exciting. It gets people's blood pumping. Um, and we play that, and then we go play what's called the Roadshow, that pep rally that we play on the south side of the stadium with Sun Dolls and with Cheer. Um, and all those things serve to hype up the students and to hype up our fans. And then we go in and do pregame, and everyone's on fire at that point. And, you know, the first video production, we didn't have any of that. So it didn't feel normal. It didn't feel authentic, um, nearly as authentic as it could. So my colleague, Matt McCutcheon, he's the director of bands here. He always tells me that the students will, will always help you be a better teacher. And he's right. So we went to the students and said, what do we need to do? And they said, we're missing some of the magic. So can we bring back some of these traditions that we do, but can we put them in rehearsal? So we started putting some of our little traditions into our rehearsals so students feel that hype and feel that hot magic that was missing a little bit. So we brought some of those things back. Um, so for Wednesday, when we do our video recording, we're going to do it like we do game day. We're going to play our warm up. We're going to have each section do their little traditions and we're going to do our big band playing tribute together. And then we're going to march over to the field um, so students can do um, all the things that they do when the drum line is playing on the way to Roadshow in order to get them hyped and ready for the show. Um, and then we'll play the show beginning to end like we normally do, just to make it authentic and bring some of the magic back. So this has really been a season of how do we do this? Um, and we learn by not doing it the best the first time and making it better the second time, which to me is what being at a university is all about. Having just a little bit of a follow-up, really, um, having that kind of input from your band, basically, and, and individuals in that band, have how have they kind of embraced this sort of change and maybe uh, implemented their own ideas that or presented their own ideas to you that, that they have for this? And, How's that process been? Yeah, you know, and I learn this more and more every year, how resilient students are. Um, and we are not taking the season for granted. And I think that we're all kind of there that whatever we have this year, we're thankful to have because we almost didn't have it is how we feel. I mean, that was almost true, you know? So, um, so there's a sense of resiliency and also a sense of gratefulness that we're here, which is, um, which I feel really, really strongly. And then, um, was the other part of your question, how the students give feedback about that? Mm -hmm. A couple of ways. So um, sometimes I really lean on the leadership and the biggest key to a student's experience in hot band is our student leadership. So each section has about two section leaders and they're the ones who work with students one-on-one -on -one the most. So oftentimes I'll go to them as a group or our drum majors who are the ones who conduct at the front of the field. Um, or our band captains who are kind of like our band presidents. Um, so I'll either go to them as a group and ask them for feedback face-to-face, -face, and they'll give us feedback face-to-face -face about what we can implement. A lot of times our drum majors and band captains will also go to them. Um, we'll, we'll do surveys after every show, um, like a Google form survey. Hey, do you have any suggestions? Do you have some things that you wanna so, um, submit that we can add to what we do to make, to make this better. So we gather data that way. Um, and sometimes if, if I feel something going on, well, I'll just sit down with the whole band and say, Hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, can you give me some feedback about how you're feeling and some things that, that we can do? So as a, there's a, there are a lot of conversations. I get a lot of advice from students. Um, but they also get data from things like Google forms and surveys like that. Um, 
but our, I can't stress enough the importance of our band captains because they kind of keep their thumb on the pulse of the band. And maybe at the end of rehearsal, they'll come up to me, hey, this thing is working really well. We had some students suggest this thing. Would you consider implementing that? And nine times out of 10, we do. We try to implement those things. This is a season to honor students' wishes in the best ways we can. So we're trying to do that. It sounds that you guys have just been thrown with challenge over challenge and you guys just show amazing signs of resiliency and you and your other directors as well are really putting effort to listen to your students and the other um, band members to really just give them what they need and to make it as much as better as you can and give them exactly um, basically what they want out of the season because it is a little bit different. So, you know, because it is a little bit different, is there anything right now that you guys are most looking forward to? I know you were saying that you guys have some exciting things moving forward. Is there any lights at the end of the tunnel that you guys can see? Yeah, you know, um, I think one of the biggest things that we're all looking forward to is being in Raymond James again, you know, and being in that environment and um, being with that family in that way. That's a really special thing. So I think that um, that's a big thing we're looking forward to. And we're really fortunate here that, so if you look across the country, some bands, um, I went to the University of Texas, for instance, that's where I did my graduate work. Um, I know that they have, I think I think it's under 100 of their band students out of a band of 400 are gonna be allowed in each game. We're really fortunate here. We're gonna have about half of the hot band at each game, which is a lot compared to a lot of places around the country. So we're really looking forward to being back in Raymond James. Um, we, are, we are also, we've launched a couple of things this year. So Liz Bannon is our color guard director and she's helped us with some community outreach stuff. And um, that's, we want that to be a bigger part of what we do. So she's launched just last week, um, a pen pal program with the Boys and Girls Club of Pinellas County. And we're going to go over there and do a performance actually next Friday. So some community outreach things. We thought this would be a good year to focus on that um, and make that more of a part of what we do. So that's happening, which we're excited about. Um, and we're going to record the band this year too, professional, like a professional audio recording, which is something the band um, had traditionally done almost every year and we've gotten away from it. So we're going to get back into that. Um, but I think the biggest thing right now is that we're excited to be with our athletic family again, you know. Um, and we're excited to see how we can make these halftime productions better and better. So, but this was a year to launch some different things that we thought should be sewn into the fabric of what we do every year after 2020. So that's where the community service comes into play. Um, so we're excited about that. That sounds amazing. Oh, sorry, Nolan. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I was all done. Do you have anything else? No, I, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you that we're, we're really excited to see you back with that athletics team. And like Hannah said, I mean, uh, one of my favorite parts is just seeing the hot band perform and seeing y'all run out on the field uh, pregame. It's just such a fun, energetic sort of atmosphere. And, and we're definitely missing that. But uh, Dr. Sosnowczyk, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us and, and teaching us and sharing with us a little bit more about how you've kind of adapted these challenges and, and things going forward that you guys are uh, implementing. So uh, we're really appreciative that you could uh, come on and share this stuff with us. I'm also really appreciative. It's really an honor to be here and get to speak with you about it a little bit. Thanks for listening. 
If you like what you hear, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you listen to your pods. And while you're at it, be sure to follow us on Twitter at USF Oracle Sports. Special thanks to Casito and Jordan Garcia for the intro and outro music. <laughs>